you cannot give what you do not have. If you don't have love, you can't love anybody else. If you've never been loved, you can't love anybody else. If you don't have any money, you can't give any money to anybody else. It's the same thing with our emotional state. So if you're always stressed, that's all you're going to give. If you don't have a peace of mind, you can't be present for somebody else. So when do you get that? When do you have time for yourself? Welcome back to the Mindset Mastery Podcast. Joining me behind the mic today is founder of The Goal Guide, Inc., Eric Konovalov. Eric helps entrepreneurs break through their barriers, realize their own potential, and achieve their dream levels of success. In this episode, we're talking about how our beliefs are formed, how they drive our behavior, and how we can reprogram our mind. Eric, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Rachel. I'd love to start with a little bit of, of your journey, and I want to get into what led you to found the goal guide because we love talking about goal setting on this show, but take me back first to a bit of your journey and how this all started for you. Yeah. So I was that guy, I was leading a, a sales team in the corporate world and outside looking in, you would think that my life was great. Nice house, beautiful wife, one kid at the time driving a BMW, like making six figures and inside it felt like something was missing. Like I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was going to a job I hated, hoping they didn't fire me that day. You know what I mean? Like it was just an internal nightmare. And I was, I don't know if I was depressed inside or what, but on the outside, everybody thought I was the happiest guy in the world. And then I met a woman who she was a life coach and somehow somebody introduced me to her for, for just to pass business leads or something. And we grabbed coffee. And once I understood what a life coach does, this was like in 2014, I've never heard of a life coach before. I decided I'd, I'd hire her and she helped me start figuring out what it is I want. The reason I felt the way I felt back then is I, I really didn't know what I wanted from my life. I didn't have kind of that vision, the purpose. I didn't have anything that I was shooting for. I got everything I pretty much wanted. And as we began to work together, things started unraveling. I started focusing a little bit more on myself, figuring out what I wanted to achieve, started learning new things. And that led to me finding the goal guide and actually getting certified as a coach myself because I saw the power of a coach in my life. And so that was the beginning of the journey and why I started the goal guide. Yeah, that's awesome. So going through that period yourself, what were some of the things that you realized you didn't like about the job you're doing or what you really wanted to get out of life that really came to focus around the goal guide and like the goal setting side of things? That's a great question, Rachel. I don't know what I didn't like about the job I was doing. I think if I had to pinpoint it, it was that I was not able to use my creativity. I was in this corporate box. They had the manual. I had to do it their way. Here's the script we want the team to use. Here's how you hire. Here's how you let people go. Here's how you train people. There's no room for me to be creative. And I'm a pretty creative guy. I had some ideas. I didn't like some of the things the company was doing, but you know what? They were paying me so well back then. It was like, I was so scared to leave. And as I started working with Julie, that was my coach. First part of the day became my, my time. I started waking up at 5am instead of 630. 
that kept getting pushed back and back and back as I began to journal. I began to grab ideas and think about starting my business. Then I ended up writing a book. So started going to the gym, working on my physical and mental. I started meditating and journaling. Like it was just all this focus on myself, I think was missing. Because if you're listening to the show right now, it's like when you wake up, what happens first thing? A lot of my clients, they wake up and they got three kids that are running around crazy. They're trying not to get them late on the bus, feed them as they're getting dressed to go to work. And there's no time for us. When do you, when do you sit back and start thinking about what do I want to create? And we're all here to create something beautiful. That's why you had the drive to create this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So talking about that, like the morning routine, do you find that just having that time for yourself to work on yourself not necessarily I don't know your business or your ideas but just yourself is your physical fitness as well as I think we it's really easy to get caught up in just working on business working on the the goals like financial goals whatever but just that actual physical and mental side of things I think is so important so was that a big part of it for you not just the business side of things it was everything yeah. and the habits I developed back then I still do I still wake up at 3 30 sometimes at 3 15 in the morning meditate, I journal, I read, I think, I plan, I look through my week, I look at the things I did the week before, a couple of days before, and just think, what could I have done differently? Kind of, I get a chance to, as they say, fill my cup, right? Because there's this leadership principle that says, you cannot give what you do not have. If you don't have love, you can't love anybody else. If you've never been loved, you can't love anybody else. If you don't have any money, you can't give any money to anybody else. It's the same thing with our emotional state. So if you're always stressed, that's all you're going to give. If you don't have a peace of mind, you can't be present for somebody else. So when do you get that? When do you have time for yourself? And I realized that me focusing on me, actually, it's to help everybody else. It's so I can show up and be the best that I am. I've thought of all the stuff that stresses me out. I've planned my day. I've taken care of everything I needed to take care of. Now that that's done, I am 100% present for my team, for my wife, for my kids, my friends, and the rest of the world. And that's why I think it's, it's critical for us to have that time with ourselves. Mm. Yeah, it's so important. So Eric, give me a bit of an overview of the goal guide and what it's all about. Yeah. So when I started the goal guide in a, in a nutshell, I'm a success mentor. It was a, it was a success coach, but like everybody in their mom is a coach now. So <laughs> I'm saying success mentor. I know how to get people to go from where they are to where they want to be. And a lot of people have no idea where they want to be. So I know how to get them to get clear on what is it that they want to start achieving get out of this state of not liking where they are without having any direction and then help them break down the steps that it's going to take for them to get to wherever they're going. And whether it's within the next 30 days, 90 days, five years, whatever, whatever your goal is, I help guide you to your goal. And the reason it's a guide is because there's a big difference between a travel agent and a guide, right? When you see a travel agent, you tell them where you want to go. They negotiate on your behalf, get you tickets, give you the tickets and send you on your way. And you're, they don't go on a trip with you. But a guide, what do they do? You want to climb a tall mountain? You get a guide. And that, that guide takes you by the hand. They know every step and they guide you all the way up the mountain. 
That's why I wanted that word in the title of my business, because that's what I do. I guide, whether it's your team, whether it's you personally to from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah, that's awesome. So what does that process look like if someone is, look, I'm, I'm not happy with X, Y, Z in my life, but I'm not sure where I want to go. Like you said, like, how do you start to help them to, to figure out what that is? Yeah, volunteer. Go find a, a shelter. Go find a nonprofit organization. Go find something that will make you feel good and just volunteer. Go spend time with puppies in a shelter. Go spend time with veterans or older people in a home. Go spend time with homeless children and start just giving value to somebody else. And through that, you'll find, it's, it's weird how it works, but if you have absolutely no idea what it is you want to do, when you focus on somebody else, you'll get the vision. So we start there. So that's the very first thing that I say. And then I have a process for where we start looking at things that you really enjoy doing, right? Like what if you had all the money in the world, what would you be doing? And it gets people to think. And so through that process, through the questioning process, we find something that they enjoy doing. And it doesn't have to be your life mission. It's hard to say, well, I, <laughs> to commit to something you're going to do for the rest of your life. What do you want to do this year? Maybe it's you want to run a marathon. Maybe you want to lose 30 pounds. Maybe you want to reconnect with an old friend or have a better relationship with your children or your parents. It, it can start small. And then just that momentum, once you take one step, you'll see the next step. Yeah, that's great as well. Just that act of service, doing something for other people. And yeah, it's a really fulfilling thing and helps you figure out other things that you want from your own life. So that's, that's a really great point. When you come down to like the goal setting side of things, then like breaking it down, even smaller so we've got this is our goal we want to do whether it's run the marathon do you go through like a specific goal setting structure with people or is that different for every person as well so goal setting it's very interesting right because i think the way we're taught to set goals is wrong we hear of the smart goal setting techniques right specific measurable attainable realistic and time bound well if you take that acronym and just let's look at the R, that realistic, whose reality are we talking about? If Elon Musk told you his goals of Tesla and SpaceX, is that realistic? If the Wright brothers told you about their idea of the first airplane, was that realistic? So realistic just means average, right? What the majority of the people think, then that's it. And you know what? Majority of the people suck. It's very few of us that achieve greater levels of success. So when I sit down with someone and they tell me their goal that they want, I challenge the absolute hell out of that goal because I want to know why they came up with it. How did you come up with it? Why didn't you? So you tell me you want to set a goal for $200,000 a year. Okay, why not 500000 How did you come up with two? And what you'll find is that people set goals based on limiting beliefs they believe they can achieve this goal and not that goal. So they won't even set that goal because they've already in their mind decided that that's not for them. We all want to earn millions of dollars, don't we? But how many people actually set a goal to become a millionaire? And why not? So the, the basic reason is because you don't believe you can. 
And so I want to work with you on that belief system. Where did your belief come from? Where did you get that idea that you can't when there are so many people who already have? So I work on that part. And once we get to that part and clear all the, all the negative kind of self-beliefs out of the way, then we can create the realistic goal. We can understand why you want to achieve the goal and then we can start moving towards it. Yeah, that's great. And jumping right into talking about our beliefs now. So, you know, we want to talk about why beliefs are formed and you already mentioned that's how it drives our behavior. So when you work with people to identify those things, I guess, number one, how are our beliefs formed? Like where do these different limiting beliefs actually come from? Our beliefs come from our environment when we're young. So it's like, what, what type of life did your parents have? And what type of life did they instill in you? Like right now with, with COVID globally, stuff that's going on in Australia, right? How many people are scared? How, how much fear is going on in homes? Initially, people were terrified of this COVID stuff. Then the government came in and shut everything down. And now people are fighting the government. Well, if you're a three-year-old and a four-year-old kid, and you're hearing your parents talk about the virus, about not being able to work, about not having money, about having to save everything because they can't afford it right now. What beliefs are you forming? Mm. Money is scarce. We can't afford it. We have to hoard the money. We have to hold on to it. Government is bad. Right? Mm. If you think about it, when we were little, we believed that, and I hope I don't ruin this for you, Rachel. I'm just assuming here, but <laughs> we believed that there was a jolly elf living in the North Pole and one night a year, he flew around in his sleigh that was guided by reindeer. And because the storm was so bad, the very front of it, the reindeer had a very bright nose that lit up the way for everybody else. And he visited every kid's home on one night. And he went down the chimney. Even if you didn't have a chimney, he went down your chimney to give you toys. And if you were a bad boy or a girl, he left coal for you. We believe that because we didn't have a, we didn't have the reasoning ability to say, wait, 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 hold on. How fast is he flying those reindeer? Where are they? Right? Like how old are the reindeer at this point? <laughs> right? They're still alive. Like we didn't have the reasoning faculty developed to say, nah, mom, that's BS. Like that's not happening. We believed that. And we, if we could believe that story, trust me, it's very easy to believe that you're stupid or you're not attractive. If somebody says, imagine a little girl walking out and another kid saying, oh, you're fat. Or, oh my God, why are you so ugly? Or failing at something in class and the whole class laughs at her. What is that? What is that form? And our beliefs are formed in split seconds that quick from a little age. We believe it. We don't have the reason. We don't have the power to say, no, I'm not stupid. I'm not fat. I'm not unattractive. I am smart. Just because I failed at this doesn't make me stupid. It just means I didn't do this well, but it's okay. I can do better. Right. As adults, we can reason as kids. We can't. So our beliefs form very, very quickly. 
And until you, uh, Carl Jung said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will direct our life and we will call it fate. And it's really buried subconsciously. It's like, it's like the computers we're on. Are you on a Mac or a PC? On a Mac, yeah. You're on a Mac. And so there's iOS software that's running your computer. It was, we can program it, right? Like if, if, if you don't put Microsoft Word on your computer, you're not going to be able to edit a Word document. Mm -hmm. And the only way you are able to is because Word document is there. We program it. Our mind's the same way. What files are we installing from a young age that direct how we view the world? Yeah, that's just massive. And I like the analogy you use as well. What files are we installing in our mind from a young age? So reprogramming those files, where do we begin? And again, to mm. have a process that you take yeah. through to do that. Yeah. I just posted a video last week about it. We got to take ourselves to court. Picture, you, we all have that, I call them gremlin, but you have that guy or the gal living in your mind that's there for your benefit, to protect you from potential embarrassment or failure or anything else. And so how long did you have an idea to start a podcast? Quite a long time, a couple of years. A couple of years. And why didn't you start it until COVID? It was like a, that was a future project. I was like, I don't have the right personality. I don't have all different things until it yeah. came down to, to COVID sitting at home thinking, well, what's stopping me now? I've got the time. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So you sat down and you said, wait, 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 what's stopping me now? I've had all these other excuses. What's stopping me now? Who did you ask that question to? I asked that to myself. Yeah. Yeah. You asked that to your neighbor that's living up there. Uh, and, and by the way, I've been on quite a few podcasts you're a very good host and you should continue to do this because you're pretty natural with it and you have a great energy and personality. So kudos to you. So the, the process really is to bring forth those subconscious beliefs. And it's in that morning hour where everybody's asleep and maybe you're a night person. Like I'm a morning person. That doesn't mean everybody has to be a morning person, but there needs to be a time during the day where you schedule it to be alone with you, where you can think and meditate and ask yourself those questions. And so one practice was, I literally wrote out, what do I believe? What do I believe about what I believe? What are my beliefs? How do I see myself? Why am I not a millionaire? I want to be, but why, why am I not? And I, what I realized was I grew up in Russia till I, was, till I was 10. We live in the States now, but my parents grew up in communism. Anybody who was rich was corrupt. Rich equaled bad. The state owns everything. So as a kid, if I grew up thinking that rich people are bad, and as an adult, if I want to become rich, you know what happens in that case? I blow my money. I made way more money every year, but I kept the same amount. <laughs> because subconsciously, I was getting rid of it. I don't want to be a bad guy. And so... The process of really uncovering those beliefs and changing the, the process of changing the beliefs begins with uncovering what they are. We don't, your computer does not know that it takes iOS to run it. And we don't know what it takes us to run it. We're on autopilot. If you think about how we learn anything, when you first start driving a car, do, do you drive stick shift or automatic? Um, shift. 
shift. Oh, good for you. I miss stick shift. <laughs> but remember, when you first started, right? you got the clutch, you got the gas, you got to give it a little bit, you put it in first gear, then you let it go. You, you're trying to feel where does it catch? And you go and then boom, boom. And God forbid it's uphill, right? We're putting on the e-brake. And <laughs> that was you, the worst. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you were the worst. Yeah. I was the worst, right? When we yeah. first start out. And then forward six months later, you're probably driving, putting on makeup, eating a muffin while you're talking on the phone. Easy you don't even pay attention. It's automatic. You're an autopilot. And, and the same happened with our beliefs. We're an autopilot. And half the time you get to wherever you're going, you don't even remember how you got there. Mm. Your subconscious mind just takes over and gets you there. Yeah. And that's what happens with our beliefs. It's on autopilot. So first thing we have to do is figure out what is it that we believe mm. then try to find out how did we get to believe this and working with a coach can really really help break those barriers how did we get to believe this stuff how is it serving us now logic needs to come in well how is this belief serving me how is the fact that i'm stupid really helping me in the future yeah how is it that I got an F in third grade affecting me now that I'm 41 years old? Why is that the case? It shouldn't, right? And so now you can replace those beliefs or just not believe them. But the second we become consciously aware of them, when we want to act into that belief or out of that belief, we now say, oh, no, I know where that's from. I know that's not true. That's not, I can do this. And we can start taking steps towards our goals. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. For you, like how long did this process take to start? You're doing your writing and you're asking your questions. Does it get easier to identify these things and break down some of those those invisible barriers, as you say, that we have? Like how long is this this process before you feel some momentum and you start to be able to see shifts in your mindset? Well, the, the shifts happen right away, but the process is never, all we're doing really with this process is raising our level of awareness, mm -hmm. being able to say, wait, why did, why did that just make me upset? Why did that get my heartbeat going faster? Why, why am I angry? And asking, really trying to understand why we feel a certain way, because thoughts cause our feelings, feelings cause our actions and the actions get us the results. So if somebody says something and you get a heart jumping, there's something there and it's worth exploring. Okay, hold on. What happened? What did they say? What did I believe that meant about me? And why did I get angry? And you'll start exploring it. And then next time somebody says something similar, you'll be able to recognize it and you'll be able to act differently. Yeah, fantastic. So Eric, if people want to find out more about you and work with you, how can they connect with you and what can they expect? They should send me checks. I accept checks. Just send me money. I like money and it'll be good for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, the is my website, G-O-A-L-G-U-I-D-E.com. And I'm on Facebook. Also, I have a podcast called Lead, Sell, Grow, the Human Experience Podcast. And uh, that's where you can find me. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Those are my main platforms. Fantastic. And we will have links to all those in the show notes below when we finish the episode. Final question to wrap it all up. What do you believe 
is the most important thing about becoming the master of our own mindset. Our thoughts control everything. Like everything in existence has been created twice. So first it's created in our minds and then it's created physically, right? So first we think of something, we get an idea and then we feel a certain way about it. We get excited and we create it like you in this podcast, right? Now, for some reason, there's been years where that idea was aborted. As soon as the idea of a podcast came to you, that other voice killed it. It didn't come to fruition. And, and something changed in you. Maybe it was the inner dialogue. Maybe whatever it was that you were doing for years, you held on to that vision of grabbing, of having a podcast, Rachel. And then finally, you got enough courage to launch it not listening to that voice. So if we believe that our thoughts are very precious because the thought is the very first level of existence, anything in reality, then I would say that that is probably the most important reason to develop our mindset because you're going to think differently. You're going to believe differently. You're going to bring those thoughts to life faster then if you have a weak belief system, then if you're full of limiting beliefs, they'll just kill the, the good ideas quickly. Yeah. I hope I answered that okay. Yeah, definitely. No, great answer. Eric, thank you for sharing with us on the show today. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Our thoughts drive our feelings. Our feelings drive our actions and our actions give us results with that in mind what thoughts are you thinking and what beliefs do you have that are driving the results you get in your life if you'd like to connect with eric or follow more of his content you can head down to all those links in the show notes below if you've been enjoying the show it would be awesome if you could take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app I can't wait to do it all again with you next time. Until then, remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited by.